0: Welcome to Spread the Floor, the world's first and only NBA podcast, probably. I am your host, Brian Gill, joined as always by the Moses Malone to my Julius Irving. It's my co-host, Tobin Hodges. Tobin, how's it going, buddy? It's going okay.
1: Good. It's going okay. Good.
0: Um, it's weird
1: It's weird watching play in basketball and uh-huh. knowing that this is not going to pertain to us at all. There's That's that's, okay. that's freeing, you know.
0: Nature is healing.
1: A little I'm bit. Okay. It's also... Not freeing, but yeah, you know, we'll, You can't see. hurt
0: us anymore, Tobin. <laughs> this season can't hurt us. Yeah, anymore. for now. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Um, we, uh, I do want to put this out. I know we we talk to a lot of our listeners, um, pretty much every day. If you're a Mad About Movies subscriber, uh, VIP subscriber, and you're you're in our Discord, um, we talk to you guys a lot. So you, that group knows. But we do have like serious committed listeners who we don't engage with on a daily basis. Um we did record an episode last week and it for the I think it's the first time ever the audio was just totally corrupted. Not like uh somebody forgot to plug something in or like hey there's a bad echo or you know just the like normal things that happen when you're recording when you record, I don't know, 200-ish episodes over mm-hmm. Zoom. Like literally Tobin sounded like he was in some sort of like a techno band or something. Like uh it was It was really weird. You couldn't yeah, understand have, a word that was being said. It was like
1: I have no thing, idea so. what even happened and I like googled it and everything and it just didn't yeah. it didn't like there was nothing like I did everything I possibly could within my knowledge to try to fix it and it just wasn't gonna just happen, happen.
0: So Okay. Yep. Yeah. It all sometimes these things happen. Um We also weren't recording our our Zoom file, which we do about half the time. Because
1: we don't usually have problems. I haven't had a problem in so long that
0: I had stopped doing it. And uh, yeah, that's on us. So um, it was, I think we can can say honestly, it was not just the best episode that we've ever done, but the best episode of any podcast ever, actually. And so um, I think probably the world just wasn't ready for it. And God knew that and made sure that the audio was corrupt. We weren't ready for the fame that was going to come our way. Uh, and, uh, so we, sorry, if you were looking for an episode last week, we really did do the episode. It just didn't, just didn't make it, didn't make it. So we're here today. Um, this one, I'm not going to jinx us by saying this is going to be a short episode. This will be a reasonably linked episode because <laughs> the next episode will not be, um, we are going to we're going to do a deep, deep, deep dive, I think. I say that, and it may just turn into uh, to the, the both of us like yelling and then crying, and it's not really a deep episode. It's just a lot of um, <laughs> unlistenable episode. We, we, audio. We, we're going to do a, a Mavs Time episode recapping mm-hmm. this miserable experience that was the 2022-23 Dallas Mavericks, um, and we're going to spend a lot of time on that. We've already spent a lot of time in putting that together, so... If you don't usually listen to the Mavs Times episode, uh, I would say that this is probably one that you should listen to. I think it'll be... We're going to try our best to make it fun. Or at least maybe if you like laughing at people who are sad, like this will be the episode for you. But Tobin wrote a new song. We put lots of work into that. So I think hopefully it will be a fun episode or an interesting episode for people who aren't Mavs fans. But today... For this episode, we um, the bulk of it, we're going to pick our, our ballots for the end-of-season awards, which Tobin hates. This is his least favorite episode, I think, of the year. Mm-hmm. But
1: Accurate. I do
0: think our ballots are so similar this year, probably, that... Um, oh, they definitely are. Yeah, <laughs> there's no way they're not. <laughs> okay. That we'll be able to kind of plow through that pretty quickly and uh, move on. So we're going to do also... We'll just have a, like, a real quick preview of who we got in uh, the first round of the playoffs, at least for the... Uh, for the series that are set, which we will we know we will know what we know seven of the eight I guess now or six mm-hmm. of the eight excuse me so um, we will we'll do that real briefly as well but we'll spend a, b- a bunch of the time today on our uh, end of season award ballots but we'll, but we do need to start though Tobin um, ours our year has been miserable from a basketball perspective um, and as I always say I'm not the type of sports fan that um, roots for other people to have success because I am quite frequently miserable as a sports fan. And therefore I want everybody else to be miserable too. And that's not a great quality, but it is a true quality. It is a truth about myself. Um, so if we're going to spend an hour or two hours or seven hours doing an ex just an excruciating Mavs time, then I do think that we could laugh about Rudy Gobert and <laughs> the Minnesota Timberwolves, uh, because that happened this week too. So, tell yep. me through your <laughs> take um, me through the Rudy Gobert, Kyle Anderson situation, and then now, like, where they're at at this point, having lost last night's yeah. playing
1: game. So, if you weren't watching, uh, in the very last game of the season, uh, Kyle Anderson and Rudy Gobert, on during a timeout, I think this was like the third quarter, wasn't it? I think it was the third no, quarter. No, it was before
0: halftime, I think. Oh, I think okay. Quarter, You're yeah. right.
1: So they, I mean, you know, tempers were a little heavy sure. and they were barking at each other. That happens almost on a daily basis. So that's not the, the problem. The problem is, is that at some point, I don't even know who it was. We need to get a, a, a bio on the person that was just holding Rudy's hand back. It, it, which, yeah, it
0: was a female assistant, too. Yeah, who, I, I could probably I could look that up,
1: probably. Better. Yeah. And just holding him back. While he's barking at Kyle Anderson, and then all of a sudden Rudy like shoved him, punched him, shoved punch, mm. whatever. He, he didn't said really reached. Yeah, I mean I if you no, want to stretch it was not a reach. maybe. Yeah. It was at it was at it was at best a shove, but with a closed fist always makes you kind of question that a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. Um and then Kyle Anderson reacted. But the to me, the most important part about this situation is that Torian Prince jumped up from his seat <laughs> while Ka- while Kat was looking at Rudy like, what is this mother doing now? <laughs> and Torian, like, it wasn't like a normal, like, hey, let's separate and let's take you over here so you can calm down, good buddy. Yeah. It was like, get the F out of this circle because I'm going to murder you. <laughs> like, Like, it was a very... Pointed, like I don't want you in this huddle Like mm-hmm. don't go yeah. after my bro Kyle Anderson Who's been there less time Wait no the same time as yeah. go there right Yeah Yeah same time but still That was problem one Uh, That continued to be a problem Because he got sent to the locker room And the team told him not to go back out mm. Like it wasn't like a you know oh he's hurt it was he is no longer available for this game uh then later on in the game <laughs> J- jaden mcdaniels who is a pretty big part of that team def- defensively especially sure. yeah and Defensive. you know very important to what they are doing and considering they were like getting ready for a play in game you know somebody who they would want to have around he has a problem i forget what exactly it was like it was a foul call or something he goes into the tunnel and with his shooting hand, his dominant hand, punches the wall, immediately grabs it, caught on camera, breaks his hand, and almost immediately is reported that he's basically done for the season. All on game 82 of the season. Okay, Do I need to stop, or do you want me to keep going into the play-in?
0: Yeah, let's stop, stop there. Stop. Yeah, let's okay, talk let's stop about there. that first. Um, everywhere that Rudy Gobert has ever been, whether it's Utah or the the, the French national team or or here, in in Minnesota, uh, everyone hates him. <laughs> People yeah. don't like him, and and that was. I mean, look. Let's be real. Like the, everyone knew that Rudy Gobert was on the was on the block this summer. Um, when we talked about it, there was a lot of Mavs fans who were who who wanted Rudy, uh, and and still do stupidly. Yeah. Like this. <laughs> And, and what I, part of what I fell back on, part of it was like, look, he's already past his prime. The NBA has already kind of caught, caught up, excuse me, to the type of defense that he plays. Like, he doesn't play straight drop coverage, but it's a variation on that for the most part. He doesn't provide you anything offensively other than the occasional lob, catch, dunk. Uh, he has terrible hands. Um, there's all these things. There are things that he does that are he is very, very good at. Um, But there are things that he that he's not good at either. And again, he's on the other side of his prime at this point. Uh, My pushback more than anything else to the idea of acquiring him is he is bad vibes. People do not like him. Nobody seems to like him. Like, I don't I'm not sure that like Draymond Green does not make fun of. 95% of players in the league who don't make the all-star game. Okay. And I'm not defending Draymond on that. That was kind of a crappy thing to do. Uh, But he doesn't do that to most players. There's a, there's a, there's a feeling that you can pick us two losers who do not have any access to, um, to, you know, to, to players or, or executives or sources or any of this. We're just two dudes who are at home watching these games and following on Twitter and all that kind of thing. Like you can tell when the rest of the league knows this guy's a fraud and or doesn't like this guy, and that yeah. has been a that has been a prevalent thing for half a decade minimum um, with with Rudy Gobert. Like, oh, people do not like him, Um and <laughs> it, when somebody when people don't like somebody who is uh an all NBA like a genuine all NBA type of player, then you know sometimes. Sometimes you got to deal with it, you know. Sometimes you, it's worth taking mm-hmm. that chance. Um, I would have told you in the summer, and I did. We both said in the summer, not worth, the, not worth the chance to me. Like he's, yeah, there are things that he does that are really good, but he's bad vibes. He's gonna, he's on the wrong side of it. Um, he, there are too many things that he doesn't do well that I just would, and he's going to get paid so much money. Um, by the way, forty one million next year, forty three million the following year. 46 million in 25 on top of the
1: five draft picks that you already gave away. That so.
0: And so, Yeah. That, that, that is what makes this crazy. That deal remains. I just want to say it is funny to me. Like there were parts of the NBA intelligentsia that were like super in on that trade. And you and I both, and we're not alone in this. We certainly were not unique. We're like, guys, that is so much too much to give up for Rudy Gobert. Um, yeah like not to not even setting aside the fact that like Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt and Patrick Beverly, to some degree were all valuable mm-hmm. players in their own right that also left to make the salaries match mm-hmm. and then Walker Kessler this season we'll talk about him I'm sure um in a minute was I don't know 80% of Rudy Gobert <laughs> I mean he did, did just fine on a rookie contract so th- this 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 is the problem with him no one likes this guy and when you're not likable and you're not doing your job, um, which was the problem that Kyle Anderson was was having with him, of did, I mean, you could read his lips. He told him to block an effing shot. <laughs> you know, yeah. like it's it's not a good it's not a good deal. It's not a good deal to be in the Rudy Gobert business, and they gave up five first round picks for him. So, uh, so let's talk about the playing game because yeah. that's the next
1: part of this. Is that literally? Two weeks later, he you're not, sorry, two days later they were in a play on game against the Los Angeles Lakers and they suspended him for the game. So, you know, good on them, like for yeah, actually they had like to. They had to. you know, I mean like I, I know they had to, but they also yeah. very well could you know they could have not done that, and I think that would have been pretty pretty detrimental in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um I I I so like I think that's good that they did that, but Immediately, the the Timberwolves come out and they're just like, oh, like, look how fluid this team is. Look how mm-hmm. much fun they're having, and they don't even have their best defender. Now, to to, to be fair, some of this was the Lakers were just kind of not good. Yeah, um, yeah, but it was like decent basketball, and like, mm-hmm. hey, like, mm-hmm. look, like, like they actually look okay, and Conley's lighting it up, and so like that obviously adds to the the equation of man, like are we better without this guy? And, well, you can't be because you have four more years of him. So, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like if, if you don't, then you have to just admit that this is the biggest, one of the biggest blunders. And, and, and I say this as nice as I can. This is also a franchise that employed Khan for <laughs> years.
0: Years. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Years. How many times did we have Bill Simmons write a blog yeah. uh-huh. that just said, Con? and he was talking about how he could be a better Timberwolves GM and we legitimately thought he was right Like you are now in beyond con levels of bad at this point (laughs) and so that's not great but you know at the end of the game it it basically was just a who wants to win this game and the answer was no one no one one except Dennis Schroeder (laughs) wanted to win that game apparently so oh man so I you know After that playing game, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens tomorrow night because mm-hmm. we're recording this on a Wednesday night and the, the Timberwolves now have the winner of the currently Thunder Pelicans are playing right now. It's going to be real interesting to see what happens when Gobert's back on the court mm-hmm. and then get your popcorn ready for this offseason because I do think that there's a real chance that somebody's going to lose their spot on this team or their job. You know, for this kind of stuff, and so, yeah. I I I don't know, man. I what was your thought on the Timberwolves in that situation?
0: I mean, w- what's what's crazy is like the Lakers are a team that Gobert would have been pretty helpful against. Um, there's a lot of teams that he's not, but that was one where you you would have liked to have had his presence because Anthony Davis is just feasting on the glass, and um, but they definitely. I mean, I felt like there was a definite. Statement game for about three quarters for the Wolves of like we love not playing with that guy and uh and want to kind of prove like I mean J- Jaden McDaniels was a huge huge loss for them I think much more so than mm-hmm. than Gobert uh but yeah they, they 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 definitely seem to be playing with kind of a chip on their shoulder which is hilarious because the chip is based on their own teammate um yeah they I mean yeah. you you and I both heard the audio afterwards of like Kyle Anderson. In the locker room, basically, yeah. Props to that to staffer that was
1: <laughs> was recording that on the slide because he probably lost his job. Yeah, they I don't think he's there words, anymore. Yeah. But yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> for sure, for sure. That was a that was an interesting play. But Yeah, I mean, look, that was an awful, awful basketball game down the stretch. Uh, awful. Both teams were not playing well. Both teams, I think, just aren't that good. Um, uh, Anthony Edwards was awful. Um, that was. I love Anthony Edwards. That was a game where you say, Hey man, maybe um maybe we have like done the coronation a little too early on him because the the basket the buzz on him lately has been so so high and so crazy that I'm like, I love this guy and I feel like y'all are taking this way too far too soon at this mm-hmm. point. And that game was horrific. He was terrible in that game. Um if they lose if they lose Friday to either the Thunder or the Pels, um, that that's... I mean, he's, like, what, third year? It's it's not going to be, like, a permanent yeah, stain on your record, but it definitely does give you pause as you move into... Um,
1: like, like, if someone comes out and says, we're going to give you this star player, will you be willing to, like, and a bunch of picks, would you be willing to walk away from Anthony Edwards? Like, you're, like, maybe one season away
0: from maybe entertaining yeah, those at this point. At least think about, it's just so funny, those two, he and Kat, it's like one of them always has to be having the worst game you've ever seen in your life. Yeah, And they they yeah. just can't click at the same time. Cat last night too. I, I mean, I'll defend him to the extent that like the, the officiating was freaking terrible in that game. There was a point where, I don't know where it ended up, but there was a point at which the, the, the uh, Lakers were up 20 to 10 on foul calls. And meanwhile, the Lakers fans were chanting referees suck, which just gosh, the audacity of that. Uh, But, I mean, the whole game turned on, I think the Wolves were up 10 still at that point. And uh, Anthony Davis crashes in off the baseline for a board and falls down. And and Cat picks up his fifth foul. He goes out. And then right after that, he got another one that was a ridiculous call. I mean, he just, it it, it definitely felt like some David Stern kind of stuff going on there. But at the same time, Cat, like stop fouling at a Jaron Jackson junior level rate, dude. Like you've been in the league for too long to commit some of the fouls that he does. Like that he does, like even in a game last night where like he was incredible. He still is just such, he can be such a frustrating player. Can be so frustrating to watch him. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, we're going to, we're going to see that was not a great basketball game by any means, but, um, you know, Lakers came out and they're, they're heading full speed ahead. I, I don't know. I don't know what to do with the wolves. I, Talent wise I think that they should be either of these two teams but they just I don't know they like it I doesn't said, matter. I it just have never have point. you I don't know if I've ever seen the game I know I'm 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 exaggerating a little bit but like it constantly feels like either Cat is good and Ant has a game like that or the exact opposite where it's like dude is is Cat even like a human? is he alive is he is he does he know that there's a basketball game going on? while well, Anthony Edwards I don't know maybe their games just don't click. They're both young. That's part of it. I get it. I'm not trying to overdo it. it just, you had that game in hand. That's going to haunt you. That's going to haunt you, I think, unfortunately. So,
1: yeah, will see. We'll Agreed. see how it
0: goes. All right, let's move ahead. Um, real quick, uh, I would say 10, 10 minutes, maybe. 15 tops. We don't know who the 1-8, uh, what, what matchups the 1-8 will bring yet, obviously, because these games are still going on. Right now, Pel's are up about five on the on the. Uh, Which can we talk the, about? It is, it is ten
1: ten, <laughs> Central Standard Time. Yeah. And this game is in Central, Central Standard
0: Time. Yeah. Why in the world is this is this a nine yeah. o'clock start? Well, because they were they were both. Was it was in Toronto? So no, that one of them. Could it doesn't be, matter, yeah. man. You don't have like, a mountain
1: or a or a. Then you uh, start the Toronto Pacific. game earlier. Like, give yeah. me a break. Or like, I don't know. Like, it, like the, the yeah. given it's New Orleans and it's then they're they're the nine seed. That stadium is empty because it's freaking mm. ten o'clock on a on a Wednesday night. Like, that's mm. ridiculous. Like, I you might actually push. have
0: more chance of having a full arena at 9 or 10 o'clock in New Orleans than you do at. at 7.
1: But like, if I was like, you know. Yeah, it sucks. A Pelicans fan, that sucks. Like, this is a playoff
0: yeah. game, and it's yeah. like. 10 o'clock at night you know yeah. your time that's stupid like really the playing game should be ha- the plans should be happening on on a Sunday I think they should do them like a tournament I think that's one way that you could dude Richard Sermon tweeted that this should be in
1: Dayton just like the yeah. first four and I was like you know what that's not the worst idea like yeah. I think right. I actually would
0: love that I don't know just- about Dayton but maybe Vegas no 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 but like, roll it, yeah. in a,
1: roll it yeah. into like a different site every year like the draft you know like I, I think <laughs>
0: that that is one way that you could make um you could even things out uh, just a tiny bit for like cuz we talk about it every year now well every year it's been 3 years but the it does kind of suck if you're the 1 2 seed you did the, you did what you're supposed to do all season you took care of business you got the 1 you got the 2 and then you're the you have the least amount of prep time for uh your playoff series cuz we got to do this thing I just think they should probably just do it. they the season should end on a Thursday uh the and then all of the playing teams should come to Vegas or who wherever and play on Saturday and Sunday, and and you just and then their series start on Tuesday. You know what I mean? Like we mm-hmm. get or whatever. Like, yeah, the 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 uh, the one and two seeds still have like less time to prep for who they're gonna play, uh, but the uh, but the team comes in having played a back to back basically right before mm-hmm. this, and so I think that that would be interesting. But but and that would solve the problem you're you're talking about too, where it's like how do you do. How do you stagger two games um, when neither game is happening in the Mountain or Pacific time zone? You know? Yeah, um, for sure. But I would definitely do that. But let's talk real brief, real briefly uh, about uh, about the matchups and just. I mean, I'm talking. Give me wh- who's you know. Give me your pick, and we'll just. Uh, if we go through each one add. of them? Yeah, real fast, just real fast. Um. Okay. Where start, do you want to start? Start yet? East. Start East. We don't know the one eight yet. That's Bucks versus uh bulls or <clears throat> heat. Can we do should we bucks. talk about what the crap happened in heat? Oh my gosh. Bucks. Doesn't matter. Bucks. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. duh. That's um, me, to me that the difference is is it bucks in five or bucks in six? Maybe yeah, Miami sure. stretches it to six. But yeah. after watching Miami the other night, maybe
1: not. I don't know. Like also, how awful is it that DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry are about to decide who's gonna go out of the playoffs <laughs> together? <laughs> Like, oh man, uh, that sucks. Um, yeah, Bucks. No matter what, the Celtics. I think they, in my opinion, they lucked out by too. Too. getting the Hawks. I mean, obviously the Hawks can steal one or two maybe, but yeah, they they not uh, lucked out's not the right word. They they got the more favorable matchup, I think, than getting a Heat team that could theoretically figure things out and go on a run.
0: Um, I just think six, the game is easier playing the, the Hawks than it is the Heat. I mean, like. The Hawks are definitely more explosive and might end up winning a game or two, you know, and maybe that makes things more stressful. But Miami's just going to beat the crap out of you the whole the whole series. Like a in some ways, like a four game series against Miami, I think could be more uh, detrimental than a, a five or six game series against yeah, against for the sure. Hawks in, a way, in some ways. I agree with that. Um, the Sixers, Nets
1: the you know, this is not the Nets team that was the like the one seed when they traded advice, sure. like they just been free right. falling. So, I mean, this is Sixers in five or six, in my opinion. Um, but it's still the Sixers, so you kind of have to always be wondering, man, is you know, because you never know what's gonna which James Harden's gonna show up, and you know, if yeah. yeah, Embiid's gonna get hurt or have like his Embiid stuff happen. Um, to me, the most fun series is gonna be the Cavs Knicks. Like, I, I can't wait for this series because it's the you know the new the new Knicks that have exceeded expectations. Brunson, you know, gets his shot at being a playoff leader uh, for a team that's actually his. Um, and they're going against the a, a rebuilt Cavs team with the player that the, everybody thought the Knicks were going to get. And so, I, I mean, the, the storylines are there, the dramas there. Um, and I, you know, I legit think the Bucks should be worried about this this these matchups. You know, because they're both really good teams. And so. Uh, the Bucks, I think, probably are hoping that they go seven really hard-fought games. And so, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think off the top of my head, I'm going to go – I think I'm going to go Knicks in – I think Knicks in seven. I think MS – I'm, I'm – I think there's going to be some MSG magic. And I also am the firm believer that because everything is terrible, the Knicks are going to go to the finals and make <laughs> us really just hate everything right now. So, which, um, you know,
0: yeah. Yeah, I mean – yeah, I take the Bucks. whoever they end up playing. I, I'm being be facetious, different. obviously. Um, but. Celtics, I'll take Celtics in five. This is a bummer first round, to be honest with you. I'm not really, it really is, yeah. I'm not really digging this first round too much. Um, gosh, the Nets just don't. I mean, the interesting thing with the Nets is they have so many wings. I'm curious to see how... Philadelphia, um, how Philadelphia uh, defends all those wings and the shooting and stuff. And, and I would, ima- I don't know what, I don't know where Brooklyn ended up in pace and all that kind of stuff, um, but you can run on the Sixers. So you do have to get out as frequently as possible. You have to push the pace and try to get up and down the floor. I think that's an interesting matchup on the wings for the, for Sixers trying to figure that out. But the flip side of that is like, I mean, Nick Claxton has been incredible this season. Like how in the world is he going to hang with? With Embiid, and I don't even know honestly who the backup center is. Is, this, is it Is it mm-hmm. De'Aaron Sharp? I mean, they just don't have they just don't have the bodies to throw it in Embiid. I think that that gets ugly pretty quick. I mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that's probably a five game series too. Knicks, Cavs. I would have been a lot more interesting if Julius Randle wasn't hurt. I I mean, I don't know when. <sighs> it sounds like he may come back at some point in the series but he's not even doing like contact work yet so that feels like minimum 3 games in this maybe maybe more i i don't know i it kind of bums me out cuz it it would have been interesting to see these two teams play with that i i just i think that leaves me with cavs in 6 maybe uh so yeah that's probably where i'd end up yeah what about uh, the West? What do you see?
1: All right, Western Conference is going to be the, you know, Nuggets against either the Pelicans Thunder or, you know, whatever. I think the Nuggets, I mean, this is the one conference, that this is the one of the two conferences that I think that the Nuggets and Grizzlies can't just sleep on this. Mm-hmm. Um I do think that there are matchup problems for the Nuggets out of these teams that are left, but it does not. I don't think enough to really matter. But we don't know yet, so I'm not going to speculate. The Grizzlies and Lakers, like I, I really I don't know why I thought to do this to myself this morning, but I was watching. I was working from home and I was watching some Get Up on ESPN just because I wanted oh, something no. on. Oh
0: man, are you okay, buddy?
1: DM amount? No, I'm not okay. Obviously. <laughs> The amount of times in a 30 minute stretch that they went and did Lakers highlights and then mm. went to the, you know, went to Bontemps and Monica and talked about the Lakers and the Lakers and the Lakers. And I'm like, guys, the Lakers are the seven seed. I know, and they were the 13 seed before they made the trades. Have they done a great job since trading? Absolutely have. Do they deserve a connection? Absolutely do. They were also not good in that game last night. They weren't. Yeah. Like, I know. They won that game because the Timberwolves basically handed it to him at some point, while the Lakers were also trying to hand it to Timberwolves. It was awful. Mm-hmm. So, do I think that they have the potential to make the Grizzlies scared? I Yes, of course they do. Anytime you have LeBron on the court, and if AD decides to be healthy and play, you know, yes, of course they do. But... They're not a good team. Kendrick Perkins and his dumb butt got on today and did his stupid shtick that he does where he had a selfie video of his fat butt sitting on a couch and literally said the Lakers are going to the finals. I'm like, you're kidding, man. Like, how is this actual... Like, you do realize that if the Suns beat the Kings, they're going to catch the Lakers in the second round. Like, you really think they're going to beat the Suns? You're an idiot. Like, I just... I can't get... So, all that griping to say... I do think the Lakers have a chance to <laughs> I think they have a chance to beat the Grizzlies. Do I think yeah. they're gonna go to the stupid finals? No, I don't. But I don't think that I, I think if you put a wager on it, I'm still betting on the Grizzlies. I just I <laughs> I have no faith that the combustible engine of the Grizzlies can yeah, can do this over a series for, for sure. multiple series. So I, I don't think they're necessarily gonna to lose in the first round for sure. I'm just I have no faith that they're gonna go four rounds of this without having some sort of blow up.
0: Yeah, that's my deal. Is is uh, it's if I pick the Lakers, um, which I'm not. I'm gonna I'll I'll I'll, pick, I'll take the Grizzlies. It, it But if I pick the Lakers, to be honest with you, it's more about the lack of faith in the Grizzlies than it is in for sure my yes. faith in the Lakers. Now, but genuinely, I mean this. I mean I've been as harsh on Palinka as anybody who's not a you know an actual Lakers fan. By the way, I just saw the trailer for Sweetwater. That looks. Oh yeah, it does. Oh, yes, it does. Very much. It so. looks like it was filmed in an elementary school gym. And, oh Lord. That was, that's so bad. That's so bad. Um, anyway, sorry, that totally that distracted me just watching him dunk on what was very clearly an eight foot rim. Um, really whoo, that kind of sent me anyway. Uh, yeah, like Polink has done an incredible job of, of, of rebuilding that team and getting like professional basketball players around LeBron and AD And uh, it's it's all good. But like, I still don't think that to me, Tobin, the Lakers have become what I kind of I kept saying about the heat all season, which was like they cannot win four series, but they could win any series, you know, and that is that makes it dangerous. That makes them not a team you want to play. Obviously, any team that has LeBron and Anthony Davis, even this version of LeBron and this version of will he won't he with with Anthony Davis um, is is formidable. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a lot of faith in the Grizzlies. It's really tough to have faith in them too when they are going to be without Steven Adams and Brandon Clark uh, against Anthony Davis and, and the big lineup with the, that that the Lakers can throw out. But I don't know. At a certain point, I feel like the talent kind of has to win out. And, and the Grizzlies have been a team that just like, eh, we're going to figure out how to win even without our guys. So I'll take the Grizzlies in seven on that.
1: Yeah. Uh Kings Warriors is gonna be a blast. Yeah, I can't wait for this, man. Yeah. I really want the Kings to win. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say the Kings, but I would not be shocked at all if the Warriors won. I want the Kings. I, I is it weird that I want good things for the Kings
0: right now. Is it's it weird? different. It's it's a weird place to be in, given you know Like, Lure- I'm happy for Mike Brown. I'm Max happy fans. for De'Aaron Fox. I'm happy They're that it's a fun team, man. They're super fun. I don't fun to like watch. Sabonis. I hate but, Sabonis. That's true. But that's but like
1: you know what? Like 16 years of just garbage in, in bad leadership in, you know, a city trying to get them out of there. Like good right. for the good right. for Sacramento, man. Like I, I want that for them. Like just let them, let them have one series. And then cause they're probably gonna get smoked by the suns. So let, let them have one series, you know, and that's, yeah. that, that'll be good. Not the suns,
0: but yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. My bad. Well, they might not get smoked by the grizzlies. I don't know. Anyway, suns clippers. I think suns win um, pretty handily. I think if, sure. if everyone's healthy. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, for me, I go Warriors in six. I I don't know. I kept waiting for the Warriors to turn it on all season. They didn't totally um, ever. But the last few games, it started to feel like, okay. this I'm not saying they're back. I'm just saying they started to show the signs, I think, of what I expect the Warriors to be. And, uh, you know, the Grizzlies, excuse me, the Kings, you know. I'm not not sure they could stop you and me if we got three Mm -hmm. decent NBA players on our team. You know, I mean, it's just, it's, there's going to be a fun one. There's going to be a lot of scoring. That's the series I'm probably looking forward to the most in just terms of just watching basketball. Um, Mm -hmm. But I, I just, I think this is probably where it ends for the, for the Kings, but be told, I mean, it would not surprise me at all if we came back next week and, Kings were up 2-0 in the series because the Warriors certainly yeah, are not the for Warriors sure. that they were before. And I'll take Suns in. I honestly, I lean five, but I'll say six just out of respect. Maybe maybe there's a Kawhi game in there somewhere and the Clippers like have a we do have like 12 actual like professional NBA players on this team. Mm-hmm. And we we'll just kind of figure out a way to get a game. So if the Suns are healthy, it, this doesn't. This is not an overly long series. I think, mm-hmm. so, yeah, okay, will be interesting. This is not the greatest first round of all time. I'm gonna be honest with no, you. No, it's really um, not. I think, but it, but the one thing that you could see happen, at least in the West, in the East, I f- I feel pre, I feel very confident on the chalk in the East. The West has been such a freaking mess all season. Um, where you go, like we said, it was gonna be at the outset, but there's been so many times this season. Um, where you say, gosh, we lost tonight, and instead of being the three seed, we are now the 10, 12 seed or something. You know, I mean, it's just, it's such a jumbled mess that it doesn't feel like anybody, as great as Denver was and Memphis was this season and Sacramento was at times this season. Like, even, none of them feel like, even anywhere close to unbeatable. Like, almost all of them, it feels more like I'm picking one team because I just don't trust the other team, not... I'm picking this team because I think they're really great. It's just, it's such a weird, so I don't know how that translates. Like, it'd be really funny if we ended up having a bunch of seven game series, especially in the West, just because everybody's a little closer than we think they are. But, um, I don't know, maybe we'll see. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. I would love for, for some of these to, to be better series than they look like, um, on paper.
1: And, and you know, every time that happens, though, I feel like there are there is a real world where like they ended up being like fun games, and yeah, for sure, this craziness happens. So you know, hopefully, hopefully that'll be for the sure. case.
0: Okay, well, let's get into our ballots. You hate this. I'm sorry. I do. Um, I, do hate this. I feel like this is a thing. That I'm we have gonna to have do. fun with
1: it this year, and you're gonna make you're gonna hate the I way hate I'm that. having fun I don't
0: like that. It. I think this is not fun time. You have to take <clears> this seriously, Tobin. This matters. Well. Um, yeah, sure, whatever. But like I,
1: so our I children decided, will know if you screwed
0: this up. Okay, Just,
1: I decided to make my ballot. I, I can't do the NBA teams the way because they're still technically position based. Mm-hmm. I'm following the 65 game rule of my ballot because I want you to okay. see what it's going to be like. Yeah. If this were like next year, I came pretty so, close
0: to doing that. I think I—I I, I noticed at- you did.
1: I did not do that with the defensive teams because mm-hmm. I just don't. That doesn't really matter enough to me. But yeah, um, we have a lot of similar. So our defensive teams are basically the exact same teams, and okay. so uh, sure. we can just go through that together and just kind of figure it out from there. But. Um, the, the all NBA teams is where it's like, Oh, Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. some of that will go away this year with the, um, or sorry, next year with the position mm-hmm. things going mm-hmm. away. So, cause like the position things with the games restriction yeah. was like the, Oh crap,
0: like this is going to well, be bad. So can I, can I say to you, this is, it's not just the position thing that drives me crazy. I'm gra- I'm really glad we're doing away with this moving forward next year. The dumbest part about this to me is that the and this has been this way for the defensive team changed relatively recently, but even still, for it for all NBA, it has to be two forwards, two guards, and a center for all three teams. Has to be that way. The all rookie teams are positionless and have yeah. been positionless as long for as years. I can remember. Yeah, and then the all defense team is three front court, two back court. It's like. Mm-hmm. Can we just have – like, just make it the same. Just make this – that one – it would be so easy just to say – and we are now, so whatever. But just – it's positionless. It's positionless. None of this – or or we do positions, one or the other. It, it, we, to, to do three different things for the three different teams is so stupid. So I'm glad that we are fixing this. This will be the last year that we ever have to do this, um, on that way anyway. And uh, let's start with the awards that no one cares about. Let's do uh, – all of what's them? your okay? Got it. Yeah, let's do. What's your sixth man and and most improved ballots?
1: So my sixth man is I think it's the same as yours. Yeah, I have a, I have quickly uh, winning. I think that's pretty. To me, I think that's a pretty big lock. I have Malcolm Brogdon as second, and then I I went with Norm Powell third. Um, <laughs> for my honorable mention, I went Christian Wood just to prove that he's a bench <laughs> player, not a starter, because I'm petty. <laughs> Okay. I don't okay. really care about it. yeah. Yeah. That was just a that was a petty vote. So I like it too. Okay. What was the other one? Most improved?
0: Yeah, which most improved.
1: Yeah. My most improved. I, I feel like this is Laurie Markinen running away with it personally. But my my so I had Laurie Markinen and then Jalen Brunson, uh to SGA three and then I honest this is not a joke. I put Chris stops because he's had a mm. great year, at least stat wise, you know, and hey, mm. playing what was it, seventy one games? I think yeah. it was. He improved his health. Sixty five. Yeah, so
0: yeah, okay. most never improved.
1: Happened. You yeah. didn't die. So that's yeah. good.
0: Okay. Sixth man quickly, Brogdon. Um, I think that was a pretty close once you race. I think that comes down to your philosophy on sixth man, where Brogdon is like the 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 prototype sixth man. He never started the game I don't yeah. think all season. Um, he's very consistent, comes in, does his job. That's it. Quickly, on the other hand, is is a guy that I think he started 20 games. And so, do you value which do you value more? You play in the, the role that you're supposed to play every single night, or do you value the guy who steps up and starts when his team needs him to start? He and also I played,
1: lean that so, I think, 16 more games than Brogdon, too.
0: Yeah, that's totally true. And I mean, just like the next season. The Nick season started to work when Tom Thibodeau figured out that he needed to play Emmanuel quickly. So yeah, there's there's real value to that Um, for me. So that that was my one two, and I put Malik Monk third, Norm Powell, Bobby Portis, honorable mentions, whatever. It's fine. Most improved, um, again, it's about philosophy. It's like Markinen went from a pretty mid player to an all star. Yeah, who averaged what like twenty five points a game. I think this year. Um, uh, I think it was twenty six. I think it was upwards of twenty six. Okay, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. That's uh that's very impressive. Um that's that's for especially on a, for, on a team mean,
1: that everybody thought was gonna be just
0: total. Yeah, just trash terrible. So yeah. um so that was really impressive. I mean, that's I gotta give him extra credit because I I have long been a marketing and hater and he's completely blown that some of that's of not his fault because everybody was calling him Dirk and you just you were really well, angry I mean, about like it part of it was that he <laughs> he, and this is the thing I give him the most credit for it's not just that he he. I mean 26 points is, is super impressive his body is totally different than it was coming into the his sure. his rookies like in that draft I was like he just looks like a like kind of a smaller Vucevic like I don't want smaller Vucevic that doesn't do anything for me and now he he looks like a real small forward and I don't know. I, I respect what he's done greatly. But the flip side of that is is Shay Shay went from like a really good basketball player to uh first team all NBA basketball player, yeah. probably. And I, I think that's so. a really impressive thing too, you know? Yeah, and I
1: think like last year we talked about how like it went from Ja Morant is a good player to, oh, Ja Morant is, sure, like, sure. top five MVP voting. So, like, I think that's – this year we have – like, last year it was pretty a big no-brainer of Ja made this huge leap and was just totally on the radar everybody for mm-hmm, maybe he's mm-hmm. one of the best in the season this year. Yeah. Whereas this year we kind of have two of those with SGA and Laurie. Like, I mean, yeah. Laurie, obviously – I think SGA made the bigger
0: oh, leap. for sure. For like, sure. he's yeah.
1: definitely the better player of the two, yeah. but – they're both yeah. equally Mar- impressive. Marking and
0: leap from from sort of above mediocre to all star level, and I just think it's harder to leap from borderline all star to superstar level. And the way SG- there was is, conversations so. that he might not have it too. Like, it, oh, like, I, I've, I mean, you I feel that. that way. I mean, yeah. But look, like, I even tried. I tried. <laughs> I tried to like go back and look at last season. I kind of thought like part of this may just be. That the thunder shut him down last year and didn't let him play, and maybe he was he was close to this good last year as he is, but it's not he's he's a much better bat just statistically he's a much better basketball player this year than he was last year, and a huge part of it is he stopped shooting threes because he can't shoot threes, and so he cut yeah. down on them and he just drives every time and I'm super impressed by that, so I think it's genuinely i would to be honest with you, I would like to go back to a world where the Danielle Marshalls of the world win this award every year. Like I like that better. But when you jump from somebody who was like a very I think it's I think I think going from um even all star level to superstar level is so much harder. That's such a huge, such a bigger leap than just going from not very good to good, I guess. And yeah. so I, 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 I'm yeah, I get that. that Brunson's third on my list. He might have been higher if he hadn't been freaking awesome when Luca was out in the playoffs last year, like, I, I sure. meaning, I think you could already see that he had taken that leap, to close to, close to, that's fair, um, last season. And the other guy that falls into that category, my honorable mentions, Mikael Bridges. Mikael Bridges played for the Nets all season instead of the Suns. Like, dude, I, I think I might be the biggest Mikael Bridges fan in the world. And there is no way I thought that he could do what he has done in Brooklyn. When it just is like, well, we need somebody who can score and who can dribble the ball. You never saw him even dribble when he played for. Yeah, he was a spot of the sure, Suns. I for mean, sure. my gosh, it, he's he's been incredible. Um, but he he played twenty games there, and and the switching situation and all that kind of stuff. You know, that's that's the deal. Not twenty yeah. games, but you know what I mean. Twenty eight yeah. games, whatever it is. So that's my bout. All right, give me Coach of the Year and. Let's do this dumb clutch player of the year <coughs> to this year uh, award or whatever. I'll start with the
1: clutch player of the year. I just, how do you, I don't know, man. Like this is, I ended up with two of the same three that you have somehow. Yeah. Like, even though it's like a I, award. this is, a yeah, award. I ended up putting Demar number one. Cause like, he's just, you know, he had, a, he had that one game where he just was lights out and he does that a lot. And so in the regular season, um, I had De'Aaron Fox too, and I put Luca three just because of just that's who I've been watching all season long. I didn't sure. even do an audible mention for that. Um, okay. I, I just whatever. I, that's all I can have to say really say about that. Coach of the year, Mike Brown. Nobody else matters. Like, give it to Mike Brown. I mean, mm. that's not that's not fair. I I ended up having Will Hardy too because like just just my good goodness. Like sure sure he's like i think
0: team i look at the vegas
1: odds and he's yeah. like a plus 2500 to win which i'm just like that's unreal <laughs> like he i don't think he's going to win but yeah. when you have people like oh who was it there was somebody i think they had doc rivers higher than him and i'm like yeah doc rivers had a good year but come on like mm. like even yeah. like michael malone like who's had a good year as a uh, you know he's coaching the one seed <laughs> but like like come on man will hardy like, had a great year. I had Taylor Jenkins th- third solely because the dude just keeps having to deal with drama, and they are still the two seed somehow. I don't. Sure. Yeah, so, I, do I think he's a big great X's and O coach? No. And my honorable mention is Dagno because just the same kind of thing as Hardy. It's just you know I'm watching a team in the in the play on playing game right now that a lot of people thought were going to be like cellar dwellers for Wimby like day yeah. one, and they're for having sure. a great year.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Brown is the easy choice here. He's he's the definite winner. I'll be shocked if he doesn't win. Uh, I have Dagnall, uh, too. Got into the playing game with, like, the other Jalen Williams is, like, the only big man on this entire roster. I don't even know how that's possible. Oh, Dario Saric just came in, so I guess there's another big... I mean, it's a really impressive. He He's a very... I, I'm interested to see the thunder next year and his coaching next year. And like how that were like when we're not that we weren't paying attention this year, we were, but when they are kind of expected to be a team that is maybe like contending for a home home court advantage or something, instead of a team that we thought for the first 40 games was not even going to mm-hmm. be, you know, in this conversation. So mm-hmm. it's really impressive. We did. I have Hardy third, um, Honestly, he could have finished higher based on if, if the team had, had done better, but the team was trying to not do better. So um, I think what he did was was really impressive. And I went, I, I did Coach Bud, as my honorable mention. Yeah, obviously. They're the best team in the league. Yeah. They were consistently missing players, like important players. He sort of seamlessly incorporated guys into that system um, when they were brought in. The team won 16 games in a row at one point. I...
1: That's the other kind of bummer. This is kind of like we're going to talk about this in a second. I think, but you know, when a, when a coach is consistently doing great things or For consistently sure. number one, yeah. like they don't get as much credit as like it's, I just went on and on about Will Hardy, and it's like, yeah, Will Hardy had a great year, but also like Budden right. Coach Bud's just always awesome. Same with, well, I mean, Popovich go and look, the look at the too. the
0: history of Coach of the Year, and it is like it's rife with guys who got fired the next year, you know, because they, I mean, whatever they they. <laughs> They came in. So this award tends to go to coaches of teams that we did not expect as much from, um, that do well, and then that is also the coach that usually ends up not lasting very long when when there's actual expectations. Yeah, I mean, you know, Sam Mitchell, and I mean, it's just there's a long list of uh, of this this award kind of being. A curse instead of just going to Popovich for 10 straight years, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah, for sure. Um, it is what it is. Clutch player of the year. Like who led the league in clutch points? It was De'Aaron Fox. That's the winner. Um, yeah. Um, good call. Just, I mean, I got Jimmy Butler. That. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Butler came on again like he does every year. Came on again at the, the last couple months of the season. Got a bunch of of clutch buckets. I put that there. Uh, and to and three, I put Luca as my honorable mention cause of the Knicks game. So, um, give me, uh, <laughs> love it. <laughs> so, all right. Give me, uh, let's do rookies and g- give me rookie of the year and then all rookie. And then we'll do defensive player of the year and, and all defense after that.
1: Um, rookie of the year to me is pretty easily Paolo. Um, the only I had the same top three as you did. The only difference okay. for me is I swapped Keegan and Jalen. And honestly, you could I could totally understand the argument for the other way. Uh, I think Keegan breaking the record for most threes in a season on also mm. on a team that has just absolutely dominated everything um, is is important. Um, but just great job by all three of them. I got a and we had the same honorable mention because again talking about the Jazz. Like Walker Kessler had a great year. He did and absolutely and did. Yeah. Surprised you, I know, surprised our buddy Danny, because Danny was very out on him. I was indifferent, but I did you know, but I did not think he was gonna be as good as he was this year. Um it says something that the worst thing he did this season was was the freaking all-star game. <laughs> oh, so that, yeah. that's that's good. I mean, like if that's the worst thing about your season, then great. Good for you, man. Like for sure. Um so my first team is those is those four guys and I added Shade and Sharp to my team because I just think that they he Whoa. had some Whoa. I I think he had a great year like no from, Benny Matherin I had that was the tough thing for me I love wow. Benny Matherin okay I wow. I think there were stretches where Shade and Sharp was like on fire and so yeah I mean I don't know man like that's that's okay. that's just no, where I, I landed mean, on that
0: you. I'm just surprised because you love you I do love, love Matherin. Benny
1: Matherin okay. I do but like I think Shade and Sharp showed showed some Maybe it was because I expected him to fail miserably mm. because of his like background and just kind of like how he came into the league, you know. Mm. Um, I was not high on him on the draft, so maybe that's that's probably what it sure. was. And I was super high on Matherin, like, I'd, I I mm. wanted Matherin real badly. So Matherin leads my second team. I have Jaden Ivey, uh, Tari Eason, and Jabari Smith Jr. And I, I had a Jaden Hardy. I don't know if you did mm. or not. I'm not, oh, you did, mm. you had Hardy. Yeah. Hardy showed a lot of flashes, and you know, um, I I think that if you look at the the ones that like I left out, like AJ Griffin, Sohan, Jalen Duran, like there's I think Hardy was was more important for longer stretches than some of those other guys.
0: Yeah, I I got Paolo number one easily. I The noise on is Jalen Williams creeping in. I love Jalen Williams. There was no world in which Paolo yeah, was not Yeah, no, Paolo was Sorry.
1: by far, yeah.
0: <laughs> and by the way, I, I, I reject the notion of, well, one of them was contributing to a winning team and one of them was. I do not care. About it does that. not that matter for rookies. Does it does not matter for rookies. I agree. So, Paolo number one, I got Jalen two, Keegan three, um... And then uh, yeah, I had Walker Kessler as my honorable mention. Uh, M- Matherin was my my fifth guy on all rookie, second leading rookie scorer this year. Um, but he also, I mean, <laughs> he was uh, there. I really like that guy a whole bunch. Um, if I was him, I would spend the summer learning to pass the basketball because <laughs> it's all fine and dandy when you're mm-hmm. a rookie and you're coming off the bench and your team sucks and no one cares anyway. Um, that will change very quickly. If you don't learn to move the ball a little bit, my guy, cause it was, it was some real black hole um, <laughs> at times this year with him, but he still was really good. Um, second team. I had Jaden Ivy who was, I, I really went back and forth between him and, and Mather for the last spot mm-hmm. on, on the rookie team. Ivy was kind of under the radar. Great this season on a crap team. Um, after Cunningham, went I think out. he's, I I he's going to end up being one of the better players. I do the too. I'm i a big sure. Ivy guy. I, you know, there's some questions about fit and combo guards and all that kind of stuff, but I still would be really optimistic about that team with, about that pairing of him and Cunningham. If I was, mm-hmm. if I was a Pistons fan, uh, Jabari Smith, you know, came on a little bit the last, the last month of the season, when he finally started getting the basketball every once in a while. And uh I think that I think that he will end up being just fine. You know? I you know, yeah. It's he he was fine. Sharp I put in here too. Kinda went back and forth on it. He's got a little Matherin in him too on that front. My mm-hmm. last two spots I went Tari Eason and I also went with Jaden Hardy. And that you can say that's a homer pick. Here's my backup for that. Um he averaged nine points a game to start playing. Of all the rookies that we looked at, I've got about 20 rookies who are on um who were in contention for this list to me. Like I considered them. He played 14 minutes a game. He played by far the least amount of minutes um, of anybody that we considered on this chart mm-hmm. and and still put up nine points per game. He was also the second best three-point shooter of all rookies uh, this season behind Keegan Murray and I'm sure some of it is that we watched every Mavs game and I did not watch every Hawks game or whatever else. There were nights when Jaden Hardy legitimately looked like the second best player on the floor and he was only the second best player on the floor because Luka Doncic was on the floor. You know, yeah. He looked in freaking credible sometimes. Like it's what, be what
1: he has in, in the future is For sure. For like- sure. It's it's very promising because like a lot of the reasons why he's not being considered more highly probably for this stuff is mm-hmm. solely because coaching staff did not unleash him as much as they should have
0: for sure. And he can't yeah. defend anybody, but none of these guys can no. defend anybody. So no, of it's of course all not. Yeah, Jalen Duran, Jeremy Sohan, Malachi Branham, AJ Griffin, Andrew Nimhard. Those were other guys that I thought deserved a mention there. If there was yeah. a third team all rookie, that's my I guess yeah. that's my third team all rookie. So all right, defensive player of the year. Maybe we have a difference on this one. I don't know. This was a hotly contested... Look, I, I think everybody knows that either Quickly or Brogdon is going to win six-man. Either Shea or Laurie is going to win most improved. Mike Brown's going to win coach. Paolo's is going to win rookie. I think we all know who's going to win MVP. This is the only one that, like, when I looked at the early... Here's who we know who, who, who uh, picked who on the official ballots. There was, like... There's four different guys that are getting... Um, the the win here, at least from what There's I saw. There's a lot so. of debate about it too. Yeah, so like, I'm curious. Is maybe maybe you have a different? I assume we are going to end up having probably the 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 same four people, but maybe in a completely different order. I don't know. So what's your defense? I
1: point? I know you went Draymond because that's that's what you do, and and it's warranted. <laughs> but also, if Draymond is in the conversation, he's always going to be one in your ballot. I I understand that. Okay. Um, I have him two in mine. I, because I think he, it deserves recognition that he has gone from not a defensive player to being in the consideration. I think Brooke Lopez to, like okay needs for needs sure. consideration for this award. Yeah, totally. Um, agree. And so he's my number one now. I think Jaron Jackson ends up winning this award. If mm-hmm. I if like from a, from an odds making standpoint, and and honestly like. I I wouldn't be a, a, you know I wouldn't fight that too much like he's had a great defensive year so I have him three and then Mobley again I think Mobley could win this award and he's mm-hmm. I have him as my honorable mm-hmm. mention so really okay. crazy yeah I think ours is similar but yeah I I want Brook Lopez to win it because I think this it's worth noting how this dude's career trajectory has changed yeah and he's he's morphed into the player that the Bucks need multiple times. And this year, it's, it seems to, like, re- be even more noted, I think.
0: Okay. Yeah, I mean, I had the same four guys, just in—I uh, flipped one and two. I, here's the argument against all three of the—all four of them. Well, yeah. Uh, Draymond, the Warriors, were the 17th-rated defense in the league, okay? Um, so that's not great. Um, Brooke Lopez, this is a great argument that—I uh, can't remember if it was Simmons or Rasilla who made it he's the actually he's the third best defender on his own team um behind behind Drew and, uh, and Giannis and i think that that's an accurate statement despite the fact that i think he could win defensive player of the year this year and that's how systems work and all that kind of stuff um jaren jackson junior plays 28 minutes a game and has three of the dumbest fouls you've ever seen in your life yeah, every freaking sure. game every freaking game um and then evan mobley to me it's just i they, I believe the Cavs finish as the number one defense in the league or something close to it. He is obviously a huge part of that. Um, the argument against it would be, A, that Jared Allen helps a whole bunch with that, too, when you have that back line. It makes things very interesting. And, two, it, I was sort of underwhelmed by Mobley for the first three-ish months of the season, and I think yeah. he came on really strong afterwards. Sure. And I don't – you know, it's, it's fine. I – I don't think he's quite at the um, at the Kevin Garnett level that maybe he's being sold as. And I don't mean that as an insult. I think he, he is very capable of becoming that and maybe that soon. Um, I didn't think that he was quite, quite, quite there yet. So I went Draymond number one. If I'm being honest, it maybe just comes down to he is at worst the third best defender that I've seen in the last... 25 years behind Kawhi and maybe behind, now. Honestly, he's probably ahead of Scottie Pippen if we're talking like that range. Oh yeah, Scotty was out of his his. I uh, would totally agree with defensive that. prime that. So maybe I'll rephrase that as Draymond is maybe at worst the second best defender that I have seen um, in the last 25 years, and he has won Defensive Player of the Year award, um, and I think that as bad as for a team that was 17th in defense, they're probably 28th in defense. If they don't have Draymond green and you just replace him with another defensive minded mm-hmm. power forward center guy. Um, I think that he's that valuable to it. My heart wants to go with Brooke Lopez too, though. I think that that's really about, I, I will say this, Jaron Jackson is going to win. I think probably multiple defensive player of the year's awards. I think next year he gets the first one. I don't think he's going to get it this year. I think it's going to end up being Dre or Lopez, but 20, I, I can't, I tried, I tried really hard. I tried really hard because he is a freak when he's out there. You got to play more than 28 minutes a game. If you're going to be defensive player of the year to, to put that into perspective of all the guys that are really in contention for this, he's like four minutes behind the second fewest minutes played. I think Giannis played 32 minutes a game this year. You can't, I, I gotta have you on the court. For more than that, and also honestly, I need you to rebound a little bit, a little bit better. If you're get get a few more defense, that's nitpicking at that point. But the the fouls and the minutes played, I, I just I can't get past it this year. He's gonna win one soon. He may win multiple, but for me this year, I'm going. Can we wonder. just appreciate that not one of us had to put Rodrigo Gobert in there? He's not even in anybody's
1: consideration. I, and I love it. That's what I'm saying.
0: Love like it. makes me. Can really we just happy. take a second to appreciate that? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay, so by the rules, one of those guys has to jump to the second team of yeah. all defense. So it's I Mobley. guess it's Evan Mobley. Yeah. Okay, who are your guards and who rounds out your? I had the same.
1: I, I think I had the exact same one as yours. Yeah, I okay. told, I'm looking at it now. Our defensive teams are the exact same. I had drew and Alex Caruso as the top two. I didn't even look uh, to, to be fair on this one. I didn't look at games play because I just didn't care at this point. Sure. Um. Uh. I had. Og and Jade McDaniel's um, joining Evan Mobley, the Fords, and I had Derek White and Herb Jones. I mean, they had so we had, the we, we, we had the exact same team. I uh, we,
0: we both cheated just a little bit because Herb Jones is not a guard, but he guards guards every yes. night. And I wasn't going to put Dylan Brooks on this team. So yeah, no, absolutely that's not. Where I ended up, there was not another guard that I thought really even deserved consideration. So I'm
1: I I think Herb her. Jones is is a guard forward. Like if you if you were to look at him as a sure. All NBA, I do think because to your like to your point, he's he is always guarding a guard. Like yeah, always, that's the hardest the thing. Yeah, and totally. So, that's like just because with, he's tall and lanky doesn't right, mean he can't be a right. guard in that with, setting. With
0: with all NBA, you know the position you can you can make a you can decide between guard and forward. You, I understand that, but like with defense, I mean he's guarding Shea tonight, and then he I mean come on, like it's it it's all over the place. It's fine. I just. I wasn't going to reward Dylan Brooks's foolishness um, and that was really the only other guard that I felt like had a had a gripe here so Josh mm-hmm. Koji would have made my team if he played more he, he only averages like 17 minutes a game he might be the best defender in the league that guy' a terrifying dude on the perimeter um, but he doesn't play enough because he's the worst shooter I've ever seen in my life so yeah okay MVP and all NBA round us out.
1: Uh, MVP this is where you're going to see the 65 games thing come in uh, top two for me is, is Joel Embiid number one and Jokic number two uh, we kind of talked about this already I do think Embiid has separated himself even with the voter fatigue I think Embiid mm-hmm. like, is very deserving this year um, Giannis would be my three Giannis played 63 games this year so he is no longer on my ballot can um, I make
0: can I make one thing though about that?
1: Because yeah. you're right, he did. He I would know. have uh, if this the 65 is why I did this was a thing. right here. What you're yeah. about to say is why I did this. Because he
0: sat games down the stretch, like yeah. that. That's the deal. It's not like he wasn't going to. I mean, I did the same thing. I was like, technically, he. I I set my number at 60 just because that's typically where I I land anyway. But oh, Josh Richardson just threw a punch into Josh giddy's nuts. Okay, sorry. Anyway, yeah, I get what you're saying, but like. If there was a thing that was a 65-game minimum, then at the very least, Giannis would have gone out and done the Mikael Bridges <laughs> where he starts the yeah. game and then immediately commits a foul. So Yeah. yeah. Anyway, okay. Go ahead. Um,
1: my number three is Jason Tatum. I mean, had a great year. Um, here's where it gets sticky. Because it does not match my All-NBA, and I don't know – I don't have a reason or an argument as to why. Um I have <laughs> I have Donovan Mitchell for because I think he had a great year on a great team. Mm-hmm. To me this is where the team aspect comes in. Um and then I have I have uh SGA in my 5 because I think SGA had a fantastic year as well. Okay. Uh but when I go to my all NBA, my guards are SGA and Luka because I think mm-hmm. Like to me, like Luca had a better year, and he deserves All NBA. But was he the most valuable player in that situation? Maybe not. I don't know. Sure. I that I don't really have a good argument for that. Yep. I just that's that's where I landed because I think I, Mitchell deserves recognition for what he's done in that situation.
0: I I did the same thing. I just have a different player there. So I I haven't I, I <laughs> you know how the Heisman. I haven't paid attention to college football in years, but at least it used to be. The only guys who were invited to New York are the ones that received enough votes. So so every once in a while, like Graham Harrell's year, famously, there was, there was only three guys. I'm in, still <laughs> mad about that. I think it should be that way with this with this ballot. There's yeah, only three guys that should be on the ballot to me. It's, it's Embiid, and if we give him one, can, he, can, can everybody shut up about it? Can we just move on with our lives? Because I think you can make a very good case for Jokic. I think you can make a very good case for Giannis. I'm just gonna be honest. I I I just want this to end, so I'm gonna vote Embiid just so we can stop having this conversation uh, and about yeah, how he's disrespected by everybody. I don't mean it. I genuinely. I'm not trying to take anything. He was incredible. I think that all three of these guys, whoever you put number one in your ballot, I don't have a great argument against it. I think you can only make arguments for all three of them if that makes sense. And but I just want this to end. So I'm uh, Embiid's number one, Jokic number two, Giannis number three. Could make a very strong case for Giannis to be one or two. To be honest, um, I think that that's it. I don't think that there's a fourth or fifth this year, in part because of games. No, I totally agree. Yeah, um, and I, I put, I put Tatum for, i I'm not trying to take anything away from him. Um, he was not very good by his standards. He was not very good post All Star break, and he kind of got it going a little bit like the last week or two, whatever. But like in a in a year where. Steph Curry plays enough games or Luca's team um, isn't awful or, you know, whatever else he doesn't make. He Or Devin Booker played enough games, you know, whatever. Like, uh, he doesn't make this ballot. But he's four for me. And I did the same thing with, as you did for All-NBA versus MVP. I think that those are two different things. I just decided that I cannot have anybody who played on a below 500 team or on a non-playoff team. And we'll see if the Thunder actually get in, but I, I can't do it. I can't have you on the MVP ballot. So I went with Aaron Fox because I think that what he brought to the Kings this year was super duper valuable, <laughs> and that's yeah. What and MVP he was is, he so. was like if
1: you if you expanded minus six, he would have been six. Okay.
0: Like the clutch game, the clutch scoring, and it's just and all of the things that he brought to the table. He belongs on my ballot. But I but I did the exact same thing. I didn't put him on first team All NBA. Which and here, I, it here's have my other thing too is like I understand but. this
1: is just me, but in my head like there is a like there is a like a like a what's it, the the Mendoza line of Sure. Yeah, if you're on the tenth seeded team, you shouldn't be considered for MVP unless you go above this line in stats, and that's where SGA landed for me to, this okay. year. Okay.
0: Yeah, that's a great that's a great point. That's a great point. Which um, I know
1: is a dangerous game because like you theoretically could make the same argument for uh, for Luca and like there, I think it was last year that Trey Young had like an unconscious for sure. stat, yeah. stat year, but his team for was sure. just so bad. Like yeah. So but but you're right. It's stupid that we're talking past three in this situation. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Even okay. though my three is Jason Tatum and not
1: Giannis. So.
0: Yeah, my all NBA is, is Giannis and B Tatum. Um, and then I did SGA and, and Luca. Uh, I, you know, Jalen uh, Brown joins my
1: first team because Giannis can't qualify for it, and I super hate that. I hate I put I hate that I put both the Celtics in the I first team. I think that
0: Giannis is the only one you can make an exception for because he I definitely would agree. have played the games.
1: I'm following so, the rules, man. I'm following the CBA following that, of year. the lost episode sure. that we won't ever hear again. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah. Let yeah. me tell you mine, because you're just going to get That'd mad. About make Brad happy. So. <laughs> yeah, just well, that... Ugh, oh, gross. Um, <laughs> my second team <laughs> is Jokic at center. This is the obvious choice. I have Donovan Mitchell, and right. Fox, pretty obvious. My forwards in this case are Julius Randle, who is very well-deserved, had a great year, mm-hmm. and Laurie Markkinen, also, I think, kind of well-deserved um, in this situation. Yeah.
0: My third ha- team... Go ahead, go, ahead, go ahead. Oh, yeah, you go, go You tell your second team. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I have these same exact players, except I have Jalen Brown's second team as a forward. I like that. I'm glad that he can be both... Mm -hmm. Uh, by this ballot, yeah, I have Brown, Randall, Jokic, Fox, and Mitchell. Uh, So same thing, you except Giannis is um, eligible on my ballot and he's not in yours.
1: Here's where things get hairy because when you look at
0: yeah, when you look
1: at the like the top like you know thirty players of the league, like Steph, LeBron, Anthony Davis, all these players are just straight up like sixty games or less. Um, so my (laughs) forwards. I have Pascal Siakam. He had a great year. Mm-hmm. Played 71 games. Good year. My second forward, I'm cheating. I don't think it's actually cheating because I think he technically qualifies. I'm putting Zach Levine there. because uh, because okay. that's what it He's is.
0: Incredible the last like yeah. two, two and a half months.
1: Great year. Season. I mean, I, I think he was definitely on the outskirts, like in this year. Uh my center, dude. There are no centers that play Sabonis. It's Sabonis. I mean, yeah, I put Sabonis. I'm just saying, okay. like, yeah, yeah, but yeah. that was it. Like, I mean, there was a world yeah. where you could like, if Sabonis like played 64 games, your next choice was Kristaps Porzingis.
0: <laughs> yeah, or Bam. Yeah, yeah or Bam.
1: Sure. Uh, John ja Morant does not qualify in the, in my rules, so I put okay. Jalen Brunson and Trey Young because that is literally kind of what's left.
0: How much did it hurt you to put Trey Young and Jalen Brunson? Oh.
1: Oh, quite a bit, are you, okay, but buddy? it was less hurtful because I'm doing a bit of this sixty five game rule is gonna make yeah. things hella interesting next year, yeah. so, yeah, I went
0: with sixty was my rule um for for this that was virtually... I think that was my I don't know. I may have settled at fifty eight last year. I can't remember what it was, but regardless availability matters to me, you have to play a certain number of games if not, you're not all in b a that took out. LeBron, Anthony Davis, uh, Kawhi, Steph, Dame Lollard, um, probably some other guys that I'm not remembering. They just, I, I just, again, you got to play. You got to play games to yeah, be in contention. for today. sure. So I got Laurie Markkinen uh, with Pascal Siakam, Sabonis. Morant played 60 or 61. He qualifies for me. He's in despite everything. And Jalen Brunson got my last spot as well over, over Trey and, uh, and Levine. And that just came down to, I mean, they're all three of them have incredible stat lines. I think that Brunson was more valuable to his team over the course of the year was more consistent over the course of the year. Um, and his team was the five seed and Levine and, and, uh, and Trey's were, were in the plan. So yeah that's where I start to use the, uh, the team and the record and all that kind of stuff. It's like, if these are relatively similar, well, which guy was on the, on the better team and, um, led his team to two more wins. So, uh, Trey Levine, Jimmy Butler. I'm kind of tired of the Jimmy Butler thing, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, so maybe I'm holding that a little bit against him. I know Jimmy Butler was on like some, some people's like second team. I just, I can't get there. Cause I spent the first three months of the season looking like he, you know, <laughs> Spent the entire summer on South Beach, um, so wasn't into that. Bam, and then Mikael Bridges for his just incredible run with mm-hmm. with Brooklyn. So okay, all right, that was fun. Very similar. Um, we'll see how this sixty five game thing impacts the uh, all of these things moving forward next season. It'll be interesting for sure. I do think sixty five is too high. We talked about it in the the audio last week. That's lost. sixty would have made it. this a lot easier. From sixty a, would be right to me. Yeah, I kind of think we'll end up at sixty anyway. Eventually, because we said this last week. What's what's definitely again, no one heard it except for us. What's definitely going to happen is I'll use Giannis. Giannis next year is going to put up like a stat line that no one has done since Wilt Chamberlain, and the Bucks are going to be the one seed with like seventy wins or something. And uh but Giannis is only going to have played sixty four games because he rolled his ankle in November and. He can't win the MVP, even though he just had this insane historic season for the best team in the league. And then we're all gonna say, "Hey, this is freaking stupid," and we're gonna change the rule. And so it'll drop to sixty, or it'll be subjective, or whatever. I don't know. It's 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 not gonna last. I I'm okay with it not being subjective,
1: but that 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 like that line is way too high.
0: Yeah, sixty five is too high. I, I appreciate what they did with that. I do. It's just it's too high. It's it's, it's that's not gonna work long term. So okay. Alright, thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. If you like what you heard, tell a friend. Bring your basketball buddies around to listen to this podcast. It helps us greatly to carve out a little space in this very cramped podcast market. Leave us a 5-star rating and a 5-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. And In that review, tell us the most obscure or random NBA jersey that you own or have owned in the past. And we would like to read those out at the end of the show. We'll be back next week talking about uh, the, probably the first couple of games of the, of the playoffs in most of these series. Um, but also, either later today or early tomorrow, we will also treat you to the saddest Mavs time of all time, complete with um, an original song that Tobin has written, all kinds of audio, probably us yelling and crying and being very sad, and it will be a good time. So tune in for that as well. If you can't do that, then we'll see you next week. And until then, stay hard, Ronnie Rogers.